Welcome to season four of the Faith-Filled Entrepreneur podcast, where we help you navigate building a business as a faith-filled entrepreneur with business strategies and tips and encouragement in taking God-sized risks, operating in obedience to the Holy Spirit, and being bold as you step out in the confidence that we receive from Ephesians 3.20, knowing that God is working through you to do infinitely more than we might ask or think, giving God the glory every step of the way. Thank you for being here. We ask that you continue to download these episodes and share with your faith-filled entrepreneur friends. We need faith leading business more than ever right now. And we can't wait to be on this journey with you. My name is Jen Kleiber, owner of the educational consulting company, The Responsive Classroom, creator of the Faith-Filled Entrepreneur Community, and your host as we journey through this business-building life together. Hi, friends. Before we jump into today's episode, I just want to thank you again for sharing these episodes with more of your Faith-Filled Entrepreneur friends download them, tag us when you do at Jen underscore Clyburn. We'd love to reach out and tell you thank you. We appreciate your support and we love that you are hopefully finding value in these episodes. So today I want to talk to you about something that has been on my heart recently and that is when God prunes out your business. Now I really love to work in my yard and when I retire or have a little more free time I'm going to have a really amazing yard. But right now, I add a little bit each year and try to keep the things that I've already planted alive and coming back each year, right? So we've lived in this house for four years. And when we moved in in the backyard, there was literally nothing. There was not a plant back there. And so every year, I've added like another bed, another flower bed here and there. And so If you like to play in the yard, you know that it takes three years, typically, when you plant something new for it to become an established plant, right? Year two tends to be the most vulnerable, but by year three, if it comes back, then it's pretty well established. Y'all, this year, my backyard plants came out of nowhere. They look beautiful, and I did very little work in the spring on those plants. It was so much fun to just watch them pop up and bloom. There were plants that I had forgotten I had planted that were popping up. There were plants that I had planted over them because I'd forgotten that I'd planted them and then they were coming up around. That was really fun to watch them. But I got to thinking, how does this happen, right? How do we get to this point where the plants come up on their own? I'm gonna tell you where the work was not this year. And that was in the actual planting because that had been done in some cases years ago. But it is in the pruning, right? In order for my plants to continue growing and blooming and to get to their fullest potential, I have to cut them back regularly, even now, right? That's what I'm going to go do this afternoon. And in the winter, I have to cut them all the way down to protect them. So, I've been thinking about this because God's been doing a lot of work in and through my business right now. And there's a few things that I've learned from God's beautiful example of nature, which I don't think is a coincidence. Number one, good things take time. They just do. They just take time. There is so much learning in the journey that I believe that God designed it that way. 
So good things take time. Number two, established things take a lot of work before they are established. We have to have our expectations right here. If you are starting your business or if you're in the first few years of your business, it is not established yet and that is okay. You are on the right journey. You are on the right path. It takes a lot of upfront work to be able to get to that point of being established. So don't compare where you are the measurements in your business to somebody who is established because that's an unfair comparison. Okay, number three, God has an order and a pattern and we cannot disrupt that. We cannot speed up the process. We cannot skip steps. We cannot skip God's steps because in each step along the way, he's teaching us things. He's building our faith. He's putting things in an order and we, our job is to follow that. It is not to jump ahead. It is not to try to figure everything out. It is to be obedient, to follow him one step at a time. Okay. Number four, as leaders, we have to constantly be removing things from our own lives and businesses in order to continue growing. We cannot just continue to add, 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 add. We have to have the wisdom and the wherewithal to know when it is time to take things out. And number five, sometimes God removes them for us. Sometimes God removes them for us. This is not always fun and this is not always easy, but it is always good. Here's the kicker about this when we're talking about operating in faith in our lives and our businesses. Oftentimes we have to prune or God prunes for us first before the blessing comes. In fact, I'm not even gonna say oftentimes, I'm gonna say pretty much every time. Otherwise it's not operating in faith, right? But this, my friends, is the hardest. We have to prune before we bloom, right? I'm gonna give you an example. So. For the past several years, I travel with my other business, The Responsive Classroom. And while God has had full provision over this in the past with my family, with my son, I have felt a pretty big shift in not wanting to travel much more for my business. However, my primary income is still face-to-face trainings and coachings with schools. And the past couple of years, my biggest recurring clients were actually travel schools. Y'all, I lost all three of them in about a three-week period. The leadership changed, and that's just what happens. So awesome, right? (laughs) But here's what also happened. I had a contract with a local school district last year, and the last two days had to be rescheduled. The district shifted some things up, and they had to be rescheduled. But at the time, they were just canceled. This is a significant amount of money. Two days of face-to-face work is a significant amount of money. Really, it's about a month of salary honestly. So they were eventually rescheduled into an administrator conference this summer where I was able to present and hear this. I have since gotten work with five new schools as of the time of this recording. But guess what? I lost the three schools way before I got the five schools. I believe there's a season for everything as Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes. So last night I had the honor of having dinner with some of the ladies in my mastermind, in the Jennifer Allwood mastermind. And one of them mentioned that she had launched twice before and only had three people sign up for her course. And she mentioned kind of offhandedly that maybe it just wasn't the right time, even though she thought it was. And I kindly disagreed. 
Because I feel like if she had launched and it had gone well, she would have joined the mastermind, which probably, which actually started to take her business in a slightly different direction. If she hadn't launched, she probably wouldn't have joined the mastermind either because she wouldn't have noticed her need for it. So the launches didn't go as she planned, but I fully believe that they went as God planned, which then led her to the next steps that he had laid out for her. These are just not easy lessons to learn, though. They are not easy places to be, but they are necessary places to be, right? In Matthew, we see time and time again where Jesus heals people, and he does it with this phrase or a phrase like this. Your faith has made you well, or because of your faith, it will happen. And even because you believed, it has happened. The people that came to Jesus that needed his healing or needed healing for somebody that they loved had to act and ask in faith first. Jesus didn't heal them first and then bless their faith, right? He acknowledged their faith first. They had to come in faith and then he healed them. So just to recap here for the responsive classroom, this was the order of operations of the recent events here, okay? First, I asked the Lord to lessen my travel knowing that it meant something in my business would need to change, but believing that the Lord would work it out because I was believing that he was the one who was shifting my heart. Second, the last two days of that contract were canceled. This seemed like a negative thing, right? Third, I lost those three schools in three weeks. This also seemed like a negative thing at the time. Fourth, and I'm not going to tell you this step to brag. I'm just telling you this step because I'm really trying to align my actions to biblical actions. And this was literally like, a, okay, I'm just going to do this out of obedience. But I went to the Lord and I thanked him for taking away the travel schools. And I told him that I trusted him for his provision. This wasn't an easy thing to do. Again, just trying to respond biblically. But it, it did position my heart differently. It did change the narrative in my mind differently. Okay, so fifth, the two days ended up being rescheduled for the admin conference. And then sixth, since that admin conference, which was about a month ago at the time of this recording, I booked five schools and another conference day off of that conference. Y'all, I could give you three more examples of how this is working in my business right now. I told the group of ladies last night that I felt like God was moving me into this position of being a faith-filled leader. Um, and that he was going to make sure that I understood what it meant to walk in faith first. Um, I definitely feel like that is the season that I'm in, especially with the faith-filled entrepreneur. Um, so here's my question to you. What is the Lord taking out of your life right now? Is it a part of your business? Is it a relationship? Is it a sin? Is it an activity? We've been talking some about tracking our time and stewarding well the time God has given you. I feel like this all goes hand in hand. Being on social media too much is bringing you down mentally and spiritually, and it's knocking you off your focus. Prune it out, right? And here's the thing, too, that I want to remind you of. One thing I hate doing in my yard is pulling out or cutting back healthy plants. But at times, that's what's needed in order to save the whole plant and make room for more growth, right? It may not just be negative things that God is pruning out. It may be awesome things that were perfect for the season, but now are not a part of where God wants to take you. And we have to be open to that as well. 
Jesus also says this in Matthew eleven thirty. He says, for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. I want to read to you what my study Bible says about this verse. It says, in what sense was Jesus's yoke easy? The yoke emphasizes the challenges, work, and difficulty of partnering with Christ in life. Responsibilities weigh us down, even the effort of staying true to God. But Jesus's yoke remains easy compared to the crushing alternative. Jesus doesn't offer a life of luxurious ease. The yoke is still an oxen's tool for working hard, but it's a shared yoke with weight falling on bigger shoulders than yours. Someone with more pulling power is up front helping. Suddenly, you're participating in life's responsibilities with a great partner. And now that frown can turn into a smile and that gripe into a song. I just love that explanation. And I I just, I have to believe that one way I think Jesus may lighten our load is to keep only the things in our lives that we need to complete the purposes that he's laid out for us at that time in our lives. Okay, so to summarize, number one, don't wait for God to prove himself, to act and ask in faith. That's not how he works. He's already proven himself faithful. So be bold, ask and act in faith first. Number two, don't hesitate to prune things out. People, parts of your business, anything that God is leading you away from, he has something else better planned, okay? Number three, if God prunes for you, thank him and wait expectantly. He's making room to do God-sized things. Number four, never lose your knowledge that God is good and faithful and working in his perfect timing. We have to keep that. If it's a sticky note on your computer, if it is verses that you memorize and have on your phone, whatever it is, we have to keep the knowledge in the forefront of our mind that God is good and faithful and working in his perfect timing. And number five, and this one is so, so important. Don't forget to look back at how God has shown up in big ways in the past. Write it down so you don't forget right? We have to remember God shows up in so many ways and it's so easy to be asking him for things, asking him for things. And then when he gives it, we say, oh, thanks. And then we move right on along. And then we get all nervous the next time a challenge comes up, right? The more we can remember God's faithfulness in our life, the better. Okay, so I'm going to mention this again. As we have announced, our membership, the Content and Kingdom Builders membership is now closed, but you can hop on the wait list and get some goodies and discounts on coaching in the meantime. So you can head to the link in the show notes or you can head to our website at thefaithfilledentrepreneur.com. I also want to remind everyone, as I do every week, that if you are a business owner or you are in the planning phases of being a business owner, jump into our Facebook group, The Faith-Filled Entrepreneur, or follow us on Instagram at Jen underscore Kleiber to get business strategies, verses for guidance and encouragement, and just to have a community that celebrates each other and networks with each other and prays for each other. You can always check out our website, again, thefaithfilledentrepreneur.com to find out all that is going on and to get additional resources to help you build your faith in business. And as always, please download, share with your other faith-filled entrepreneur friends because we need faith leading business now more than ever. Bye for now. Be back next week with another episode of the Faith-Filled Entrepreneur Podcast.